This program is sponsored by FlatFeeForMeds.com. My wife and I are nearing retirement, and the prescriptions are starting to add up. Now I get my meds for one small monthly pharmacy fee and have enough money left over for Friday night date night with the missus. 90% of all prescriptions are covered. Check for yours at flatfeeformeds.com. Check it out if you want to save money on your prescriptions. Flatfeeformeds.com. Once again, flatfeeformeds.com and save money on your prescriptions. Well, Congressman, where did they get these cars? Okay, so these migrants are entering America illegally. They've got nothing but a bag on their shoulder. They claim they're escaping persecution and they want asylum in America. How come they've got Cadillacs outside? Yeah, but it's a question I'm asking. Welcome to another edition of Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. It's good to be here. We have a jam-packed hour you will uh, feel your, like your mind is expanded tenfold by, by the time we're done here. It's good to have you. Also, good to hear from the folks in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, it's, it's good to be back. It's like my second home. And, uh, okay, so we were listening to Maria Bartiromo. The big news over the weekend is the invasion that is circling our southern border. There's no question about it. Uh, it is an invasion. We are being invaded. 300,000 people came into this country illegally, illegally, during the month of December. We're on target to have over 3 million additional, this is on top of the already 10 million or 7 million, the numbers keep changing. It's interesting, the government is, it is illegal and yet the government is rewarding these people. Listen again to Maria talking with her guests this morning. Yeah, not only do they have cars, but now the taxpayers are paying for every single one of their needs, from housing to food to health care. And you just pointed out exactly where our fight needs to be. Whether it's a wide-open border or massive spending leading to 40-year-high inflation, the people are sick and tired of memos. They're sick and tired of subpoenas. They're sick and tired of talk, yeah. talk, talk. And they want to see some action. What are you going to do about it? And not, not anything. Mayorkas is saying, and Biden over the weekend said that the problem is He's not getting enough funding, not getting enough. So he's he's basically putting it on the backs of the Republicans and the MAGA Republicans. Oh, I'm not getting enough funding. You started this mess. He started this mess. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States encouraged immigrants to come to this country. They encouraged asylum seekers to come here. It was their point from the very beginning, from the moment that Biden undid the Trump measures that would make our border more solid, more protected. He undid all of it and said, come on in. We've got an app for you. We'll hand you a phone. We'll get you relocated. Don't don't get a job. You don't have to worry about working. We'll give you enough money. I mean, he basically had a green light to all of South America and Haiti, uh, Haiti and China and everywhere else, anywhere, anywhere you wanted to come from. If you're a political uh, asylum seeker, come to America, and it's out of control, and they don't know what to do. The Democrats are scared. The Democrats realize now that everything has fallen apart for them because they are going to overwhelm our hospitals, overwhelm our social services, uh, and not to mention the fentanyl. I mean, this is this is a this is crazy. Fifty counties in Texas have lodged a formal complaint 
against Joe Biden and his White House administration and his policy director, Mayorkas. And where is Kamala Harris? She's nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. And then on top of this, we figure out over the weekend that the secretary of all branches of the United States Armed Forces is in the hospital in ICU suffering from complications, and the president did not even know about it for four days. For four days, we didn't know that the chief of our our armed forces was laying in ICU at Walter Reed Hospital. The president didn't even know. All this is going on, and he's on television saying that he's worried about the dictator of Donald Trump. Just absolutely do it. I think we have a little bit of that speech, but frankly, I found it so distasteful. Anyway, a lot of big stuff coming up. This week, Fauci is going to answer, hopefully, to congressional leaders about his mishap. His mishaps, I should say. Uh, he Is he going to answer to the questions that are going to be posed to him? Is he going to answer for the dereliction of duty? I, th- I think so. I think he's got a lot to answer for. Jim Harden's going to join us a little bit later on, talk about some new initiatives going on to marginalize human beings who are trying to pr- protect life. Do we have that uh, Golden Globe? I don't know if you saw it. The Golden Globes were last night. It got totally panned. And you know what else is interesting about it? The Sound of Freedom was not nominated for one single award. Not one. It was probably the most important, impactful movie of the year. It was a grassroots movement. Uh, People were not, I mean, I took my daughter to see it. I haven't been to the movies with my daughter in 10 years. Uh, And we saw it. We talked about it. It was why people go to the movies, to learn, to reflect, everything. But uh, it didn't get nominated. The other uh, flip of the coin is that Barbie didn't get nominated, or it got nominated, but it didn't win a single award. I think it got an award for most colorful movie. But here's a clip. Joe Coy, who I'm not familiar with, was the MC. They had to scramble to get an MC. Next year, they should just call me. I think I'm funnier than this guy. What do you think? Welcome to the 81st Annual Golden Globes. I'm your host, Joe Coy. Look, I'm just taking this all in. Let me look around. I'm taking this all in. I'm so excited to be here. And look at this, look at this room, look around. I mean, like, like look around, look, Kevin Costner's here. Kevin Costner's here. Kevin Costner's never here. Kevin's like in a mountain with a cow or something, but today he's here. My New Year's resolution for 2024 is to finish Oppenheimer in 2025. Like seriously, it's, I'm almost there. Oppenheimer answered a lifelong question that's been on my mind for years, yes. Scientists do get laid. Oppenheimer and Barbie are competing for cinematic box office achievement. Oppenheimer is based on a 721-page Pulitzer Prize-winning book about the Manhattan Project. And Barbie is on a plastic doll with big boobies. Oh, he's killing it, isn't he? I watched Barbie. I loved it. I really did love it. I don't want you guys to think that I'm a creep, but it was kind of weird being attracted to a plastic doll. Uh, The big difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, on the Golden Globes, we have fewer camera shots of Taylor Swift. I swear. There's just more to go to. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, look, you know, I mean, uh, they should have just brought back Ricky Gervais as long as they're going to get insulted. They might get, might get some better laughs out of it. Um, I want to talk to you something kind of important we touched on. Oh, by the way, I guess I should run down the list, should I? Do we have the awards? Okay, here they are. I think we have them. Okay, so Best Picture went to, not that this matters. I mean, I used to love the Golden Globes myself. I mean, they had a high talent, great movies. Best Motion Picture went to Oppenheimer, winner. Best Picture Musical, Poor Things, which I've not seen. Best Director went to Oppenheimer, Christopher Nolan. Best Screenplay went to Anatomy of a Fall. Best Performance went to Cillian Murphy from Oppenheimer. Best Performance by an Actress, Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, yada, yada. But I'm just, I'm just, uh, I'm just struck by grief, really, that the Sound of Freedom did not get any accolades. But it doesn't surprise me because, well, because we know the, the lid has been lifted a little bit on the filth that lies underneath uh, Hollywood. And that was under great exposure when they, when the mainstream media locked arms and said, we're going to marginalize Sound of Freedom because we don't like it. It's got too much of that God stuff in it. And frankly, it makes us uncomfortable. But what's interesting is, and I bring this up, is Janet Ossipard is dead. Who is Janet Ossipard? And why three weeks ago did she publicly announce that she would never kill herself, end up dead with no explanation? And in fact, it didn't even make the news. I, I just happened to see it on a feed on Getter. The whole movie of Sound of Freedom is based partly on the reality of child sex trafficking. And Janet Ossibird was the one who investigated the whole Pizzagate phenomena. If you remember, Pizzagate was the foundational principle of QAnon, which would go on to be demarginalized as a fringe extremist group. But what they did do is expose that child pedophilia rises to a very high level, which is what the Jeff, Jeff Epstein trial is all about. She was once described as a conspiracy theorist for exposing child sex trafficking. She's dead. Let that sink in. We're going to talk about a lot of things this hour. Uh, Fauci, we might even find some old clips from him. Dr. Anthony Fauci, they should, I think they're going to drop Francis Collins. These two people are criminals. We'll get to that in the next segment. We've got to go down the list. There's some great articles over the weekend talking about how we're living in the post-COVID world and what's next. Uh, Jeffrey Tucker makes some great observations about how we all embrace this masked insanity. It was, it was insanity. We were being told to stay six feet away from one another, and it turned out that Barbara Burke, Dr. Burke, said it was just a number. didn't have any meaning. There wasn't any scientific. Just six feet. Sounds good. We were told not to wear a mask, and we're told to wear a mask and the mask mandates come and people now are starting to wear masks again. They're bringing back the masks. So there's all kinds of nutty things that we went through. And he writes, thus, we do live in insane times. There seems to be a huge and widening gulf separating the rulers from the ruled. And this gulf pertains to values, aims, methods, and even vision for the future. 
So we'll get into that a little bit. And I want to talk about a very special podcast that I know that you're going to want to listen to. So hang on. We'll continue and get underway with all of this. And you're listening to the Speaking Out program. I'm your host, Jim Watkins. Stay tuned. First of all, I didn't recommend locking anything down. And the record will show... Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. Uh, and that was a very difficult decision because I knew it would have serious economic consequences, which it did. This program is sponsored by flatfeeformeds.com. My wife and I are nearing retirement and the prescriptions are starting to add up. Now I get my meds for one small monthly pharmacy fee and have enough money left over for Friday night date night with the missus. 90% of all prescriptions are covered. Check for yours at flatfeeformeds.com. Check it out if you want to save money on your prescriptions, flatfeeformeds.com. Once again, flatfeeformeds.com and save money on your prescriptions. Don't forget our podcast is available on Spotify and iTunes and Google and Amazon. Hey, Alexa, play Speaking Out with Jim Watkins, or the reverse will work just as well. Or you can tune in at noon and again at 5 p.m. Monday through Friday on CRN Talk. And then, of course, on a whole array of great radio stations across the country. Too numerous to mention, it seems, but we'll give it a shot. Talk 960 in uh, San Bernardino out there. We love you guys in Victorville. Then we've got, of course, the voice of Casper, uh, KBOC 1230, playing late night there for those folks in Montana. And then, of course, we've got our weekend fans over there in in beautiful Billings and the Hardin area, uh, the Crow Nation. We want to welcome you, as well as the Northern Cheyenne Nation and those folks that are in Southeast. And then, of course, we're on the Yosemite Breeze Radio. Can you believe that? You can go and meditate to all the trees and listen to Speaking Out America on the internet there, Yosemite Breeze. It's uh, quite interesting. And we're here Monday through Friday there. And then also, I think we've been, oh, that's right, we just picked up Dallas. So we're in, we're on the the air back again, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth on the great talk radio station there, 1190 KFXR. And you can find us Sunday mornings there. I want to get to this very important segment It is important because for two reasons. One, uh, information came out last week that pretty much implicated the fact that we had members of our, and that we're being paid, being paid by the American taxpayer, incredibly great salaries, great benefits. Oh, my God, six weeks off a year. uh, Best medical plan you could possibly imagine. Uh, And then also being able to trade stocks on things that you have influence on. Imagine that. Buying stock in a company that you've just given a blessing, that they can be the one of only a several hand-picked uh, pharmaceutical companies that can dispense the experimental use vaccine known as mRNA under the auspices of, well, there's no other alternative. We have to do it. Uh, End-user authorization was uh, three letters that rarely ever came up, but it basically said that the only way that the government could mandate or you, your work, could mandate a vaccine was if it was the only suitable alternative. 
and the person who was responsible for telling us that there were no other alternatives to therapy, to treating COVID, preventing COVID, preventing deaths from COVID, was Dr. Anthony Fauci. He told Americans over and over, he helped fund and organize research with Bill Gates to show that hydroxychloroquine was dangerous. He immediately put the kibosh on any conversations about ivermectin, which I give to my dog every month. Did you know that if you have a dog, you're giving your dog every month that heartworm stuff? It's got ivermectin in it. How is it safe for my dog to give every month, but I can't take it when it's been shown around the world to treat COVID? Now, you might think all this should be in the past. Jim, it's time to move on. But you see, this is just preparatory. The people who are out there orchestrating all these events that Jeffrey Tucker just wrote about and I read a few minutes ago, it's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy of control, no different than climate change. Listen to this clip. It's now posted on my coronavirus update podcast. Listen to this clip between Brett Weinstein, who has a whole a PhD in sociology and is the author of several very successful books on human nature. And he knows a thing or two about policy. Here's a conversation, just a short one, between he and Tucker Carlson on what the World Health Organization and our health and human services have in store for us. Take a listen. The World Health Organization and its signatory nations will be allowed to define a public health emergency on any basis that having declared one, they will be entitled to mandate remedies. The remedies that are named include vaccines, gene therapy technology is literally named in the set of things that World Health Organization is going to reserve the right to mandate, um, that it will be in a position to require these things of citizens, that it will be in a position to dictate our ability to travel, in other words, passports that would be predicated on one having accepted uh, these technologies are clearly being described. It would have the ability to forbid the use of other medications. So this looks like they're preparing for a rerun where they can just simply take ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine uh, off the table. They also have reserved the ability to dictate how these measures are discussed, that censorship is described here as well, the right to dictate that's, that, of course, misinformation is how they're going to describe it. Which means that people like me will no longer be allowed to speak or question the narrative. Now, you know, the be behind the doors, Congress is meeting with Fauci this week. He's showing up with two of his personal attorneys and two government attorneys why he would need that law power, I don't, I'm not sure. Maybe he's got something to worry about. And he'll be told not to answer this and not to answer that. And, you know, there's an, on, an ongoing investigation here, so we can't count, comment on this. And they're going to ask him, you know, why is it the vaccines, one out of 800 people who take them get vaccine injured? Why did he get paid uh, in the form of huge stock dividends on companies that he helped authorize to dispense the mRNA vaccines that he highly recommended. How was it that he, how much money did he actually make on the pandemic? That would be my question. How much money did you make? So you retired, now you sit with a, another pharmaceutical company that is in another country. Why are you in another country now? Did you buy a nice villa there in Milan? You go there when, 
when it starts to get a little cold and you get a little sniffly? Are you taking a private plane or are you, are you first class on United? Why did he scare people and marginalize those who questioned his policies? Why did he call out people who didn't want to take the vaccine just yet as morally repugnant? These are some of the questions I have. Now, I haven't even gotten to the more important questions. You might recall those times when Rand Paul asked those very questions and more. Here's a, a brief interchange from two years ago. Dr. Fauci, the government recommends uh, everybody take a booster over age five. Are you aware of any studies that show reduction in hospitalization or death for children who take a booster? Right now, there's not enough data that has been accumulated, Senator Paul, to indicate that that's the case. The, I believe that the recommendation that was made was based on the assumption that if you look at the morbidity and mortality of children within each of the age groups, you know, zero so, to five, five to 11. Right. So, so, let's, so there, there are no studies, and Americans should all know this, there are no studies on children showing a reduction in hospitalization or death with taking a booster. The only studies that were permitted, the only studies that were presented were antibody studies. So they say, if we give you a booster, you make antibodies. Now, a lot of scientists would question whether or not that's proof of efficacy of a vaccine. If I give you 10, or if I give a patient 10 mRNA vaccines and they make protein each time, or they make antibody each time, is that proof that we should give 10 boosters, Dr. Fauci? Uh, no, I think that is somewhat of an absurd exaggeration. Well, that is the proof that you use. Your committees use that. That's the only proof you have to tell children to take a booster is that they make antibodies. So it's not right. an absurdity. Are, You're already uh, at like five boosters for people. You've had, you know, two or three boosters. It's like, where is the proof? And that's, it's so important that we get an answer to this because as I speak, I know many of my loved ones continue to take boosters. They continue to take vaccines that are supposedly... Uh, to address variations and variants. But you don't see the numbers. The numbers of new cases are always floating around, I don't know, 2,000. I don't know what it is, but it, compare that to 200,000 just a couple of years ago. And then the deaths, the death rate now is lower than, it's like seven on average per week. It means there's more people dying from slip and falls. Uh, and, and, and yet people are vaxxing up and it's causing, causing autoimmune issues. I'm looking at the VAERS report right now. It's up through November 3rd. Now, these are the CDC's own numbers. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the CDC's own numbers. By law, there is a way for you to report adverse effects. Nobody ever questioned these before up until COVID. And they are updated every month. And there have been 1.615 million reports of adverse effects, most of these around the world because this is where the reporting system is most implemented. But to date, there have been 36,726 deaths, 212,000 hospitalizations, 153,000 urgent care visits. Uh, there have been almost 20,000 cases of Bell's palsy, this is that nerve disorder you get where you're, you get what you call droop face. 68,000 people say they have been permanently disabled. I'm not making these numbers up. Myocarditis, 27,832 people 
have suffered or are suffering from myocarditis, which is scarring of the heart. It's not from COVID. It's from the shots. 5,071 miscarriages that we know about. Who is held accountable for this? This is, it's a moral outrage, really. It's almost as morally outrageous as the border crisis. And neither of those uh, are being addressed. And both of those are a result of bad governance, bad leadership from the top down. And this is where we stand today. So look, you can choose not to want to deal with it, but taken against the idea that the World Health Organization and Health and Human Services are going to continue to put in place draconian measures that would just guarantee that the same thing is done the next time, only with the force of law. All right, we'll leave it there. See you tomorrow on Speaking Out America. I'm Jim Watkins. Yeah.